Hi everyone. Good morning. Good morning. The theme for today's DT begins a DT set,、uh, meaning that、uh, there's a particular theme for the next set of DT verses, and that theme is proclaim life on mission. And so for today's DT, we have the following verses that I think we are familiar with, and it all starts off with、uh, John three sixteens for God so loved the world. So it's interesting to see that God so loved the world, and every time. I read this verse. I see the word "so" emphasized、um, because he so loved the world. He wants to give us eternal life.、Uh, the alternative, of course, is perishing. And the price that God had to pay to save us was to pay the sacrifice that could only be made by Him, which is sending His Son to die on the cross. And Jesus,、uh, He paid that price. I liked、um, just studying through each of these words of this very familiar、um, verse. So as I looked at who did God love, you know, God loved the world.、Um, God loved not just the Jews、uh, or Gentiles, but the world, which includes me and you. And so, how did God demonstrate and show His love? It's by giving His only Son. And so we see that God's love is shown not merely with words, but by God giving. As His only Son, and we just had to look to the cross to see how much God loves us. That God actually did something to demonstrate and show His love,、uh, and He gave us His、um, what was precious to Him, His only Son. So I know some people say, you know, they feel far from God, they don't feel God's love, you know, and we just really need to look to the cross. It's not a feeling; it, it's something that's demonstrated、um, to us through the cross. So what motivated God to give up His only Son? It was love. It was not wanting people to perish, but he wanted them to be with him for eternity. As love demands eternity, when you love someone, you want to be with them forever. That's just the nature of love. And as I thought about, so who's the recipient of God's love, or who gets to benefit from God's gift of love? It's whoever believes in Him. And I know. Uh, as God welcomes everyone, no one's excluded to receive God's gift of love. However, in order to receive this gift, you have to believe in Him, and this is something that we know.、Um, however, it's a we have to put our trust in Him, especially when we are、um, doubting God's love or God's love is far from us.、Um, we ourselves need to take that time to receive that gift. And so, what does it mean to believe in Him?、Um, it's not just intellectual assent, but it's trusting and relying on Jesus. It's knowing that it's only through Him that we're saved. It's only through Him that we are declared righteous. And then the next verse that we have is、uh, Romans one sixteen, which、uh, Paul says that we all know、uh, that I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. And so, the power of the gospel is salvation. For everyone who believes, and all of that, it's because of God's righteousness. His righteousness is revealed,、uh, but of course, it's more than just revealed. But it's given to us.、Uh, Paul clarifies this in Romans four twenty three when he says that the righteousness of Jesus, that it's going to be counted to us who believe in Him, who raised,、uh, who, who believe in Him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who delivered up. Who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification? So that's Romans four twenty three. I found it interesting how it says、um, the gospel, for it is the power of God.、Um, it's interesting that the gospel it doesn't lead to a powerful life, but it is the power of God. And people think of power as possibly having position and title.、Um, 
you know, even in our church, um, whether you're a lead or whether you're on team or um, a position or title, even in a company, whether it's um, uh, being a partner, CEO or doctor, or PhD, or um, I think at our church, just having people under you um, that you are overseeing or ministering to, or even in a company, having people under you that you can tell them what to do or people think there's power through knowledge, um, knowing a lot of the Bible or having a certain degree. Um, other people think of power in terms of effort and what they're able to do with their willpower, but none of these things is the power that um, uh, has nothing to do with the gospel as the gospel is the power of God. And it's only the gospel that can make us righteous and, and really deal with the, our biggest problems because all these other powers, it cannot make us right before God. Okay, and then moving right along uh, to John fourteen six, um, Jesus says that He is the only way to the Father, uh, to eternal life, and to heaven. And therefore, um, I think we must share this gospel with others. Um, and then Acts four, Acts chapter four, verse twelve agrees that uh, there is salvation in no one else um, under heaven. There's no name under heaven. Uh, by which we are saved. So the mission is clear. Uh, we need to share the gospel because it gives us the righteousness of God, which will save people. Nothing else will give righteousness. Yeah, so as I thought about what do we seek salvation in, and of course, for us, it's in Jesus, right? But as I thought about salvation in what, like what do we hope that things will make our life, you know, less sad or, you know, we want expecting these things to deliver us from our misery or make our life more happy and meaningful. I think for some of us, it's salvation in marriage, if you're single, or salvation in a spouse, in your children, um, or, or perhaps in a, a certain job that you have, or the title at our church, or role at our church. Um, but where can salvation be found? It's in no one else, only in the name of Jesus. And and given that we have been given the name of Jesus, so we really need to turn to the name of Jesus, call on Jesus, seek Jesus, so that each day we can experience the benefit of the salvation that's found in Him. And so I want to end by uh, circling back to the theme, uh, life on mission. And um, I think the mission is clear, like I said. And um, for me, I like living on mission because there's a clear purpose. Uh, having a clear purpose gives me focus and it's much easier to make decisions because um, all I have to do is think about whether or not I am achieving uh, my mission. In other words, will this decision or will the decision that I'm making help achieve what I need to do? And then by the end of the day, um, you can look back and feel that you got something done uh, or you realize that if you didn't get something done, then maybe it's because that you were up against a bigger challenge than you initially thought. And then if that happens, that gives you something to tackle the next day. And so you experience challenge after challenge. And I think that makes uh, life, life, very, life and ministry uh, very interesting and uh, in many ways um, rewarding uh, once you tackle these challenges. Um, I think the myth, I think the mistake that we can make when thinking about Christian life is we think that our Christian life and uh, we think there is our Christian life and then there is our life, uh, meaning that um, uh, life with our own time. And I think our education and our job trains, uh, trains us to make uh, that um, that distinction 
uh, when we're in school, then we do school work. When we're not, then we feel like it's our time and we can do whatever we want. And the same attitude emerges when we think about our time at work and our time when we are not at work. And it's easy to think that our time at church or at a meeting or at a workday or outreach time is to serve God. And time outside of that is our time to do whatever we want. Uh, but then that's a mistaken thinking. Uh, that we need to correct because we are on a mission. We are always on a mission. That mission never goes away. And this is made clear from uh, these four verses. Okay, well, that's it for today. All right, so have a nice day. Bye-bye.